Hello, and welcome to episode 198 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Marvel Studios and streaming on Disney Plus Season 1, Episode 1 and 2 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1, The New World Order, and Episode 2, Star Spangled Man. This is your spoiler alert for Episodes 1 and 2 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there, I'm just realizing that this would have been more fun if I was drunk, but you know, <laughs> well, next time around. <laughs> and we also have Joe. Prediction, episode four, Winter Soldier, Martian Manhunter shows up. <laughs> <laughs> a- a- after, after it's all over and he doesn't, he, he hadn't done anything to help with the, the big like invasion, right? <laughs> just pretends to be the Falcon's mom. That's all he's, he does. He's, He's just, he he's just hanging around. He's just hanging around. What he does. What he does. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So I think that's going to be a debate for uh, a little bit uh, later. But uh, so here we are, uh, the second uh, show from Disney Plus. This is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, episode one. Um, we're, we're, we're dropped in right into the action. Uh, you know, the Falcon on a, a C-130 making a jump and uh you know he's sort of got the mission brief he's told to uh keep everything sort of uh uh you know not to draw a lot of attention to him but uh but he does what do you guys think about uh dropping us right in in an action sequence here take it away joe uh let's, you know i think we kind of predicted on um some previous podcasts check them out please constructing comics <laughs> that this would be more traditional um show Along the lines of comics, a little bit more action. So I think it kind of picked up where we thought it would let off in, in the uh, pretty good special effects for a uh, TV show. That I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised at how long that sequence was. I was thinking it would be like, you know, you're like a short run. I think I've been watching, I, I've, I've watched enough of like the CW shows to know that like when they have like effects heavy action sequences that they cut those down really short, you know? Um, I've been watching like Lois, Superman and Lois, for instance. And like every time that there's like a, a Superman fight, I'm always surprised when it goes like for longer than a minute and a half. So for that opening action sequence to be like a good solid, like, like, you know, almost 10 minutes long, I thought I was really surprised and like, I was really excited. I was like, this is really great. Like, this is the opening action sequence. And then um, I kind of like how they've had uh, at least like one crazy cool set piece like that per episode so far um so that's uh yeah not to spoil episode three but you know whatever but yeah matt what did you think oh yeah i liked it i thought uh i thought to give us the action sequence it's a lot like um you know uh if if you pick up a book in a store and you read it and you know that that first 10 pages what you know you wanted to grab you so that you decide to like buy that book it's sort of not so much that they needed to do that, but they sort of grabbed our attention and just sort of threw us in sort of like right away. Here's where it is. We, we know the Falcon. We know what he can do from everything we've uh, we, we've seen in the Avengers. So I thought that was a good way to, to start it. Um, and then what did you guys think about the, the bad guy that we got there? The sort of the, the, the leader of the henchmen. Uh, again, you know, I thought I thought it was a. Uh... It was okay, you know. I, I think they're they're they're, you know, Marvel does a good job of kind of uh, introducing someone with a with a little bit of a bang, and you know, kind of trying to set the tone for how he's going to be later on. So, so I thought, oh, you're, I thought, Joe, you're downplaying this. So you're you're a noted uh, number one fan <laughs> of Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> you're a you're, leap head. You're a you're a you're a, a bat a batraw head. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I he could have leapt more. That's my opinion on it. I think mm. that's that's all I have to say. Um, he jumped out of a plane. I don't know if that counts as leaping. Did he, he, did he went without a shoot, right? No, no, he had a shoot. Oh, he had, well, had, he had a like the, the squirrel suit. Okay, yeah, those bat yeah. wings or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I hope he comes back and leaps a little bit more. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe he'll come back and leap around a little bit more that'd be nice right yeah i thought it was nice that he's sort of a traditional sort of cap 
uh, you know, villain to, to, to sort of have that sort of common thread of, you know, a guy that would have tangled with, you know, Sam or, or, or Steve in, in, in the comics to have him in the show. And then we also sort of had the element where he had to sort of work with the, um, the military sort of officer sort of telling him to not like uh, veer into different sort of territories where they couldn't operate. Um, and I think that guy is plays a part in like recent issues of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. So I, I haven't read those, but he's sort of uh, a bigger player in, in some of the comics more recently. That makes sense. I was wondering if he had any comic origins and uh, it was cool to see. And I can't remember the actor who plays Batroc, um, but he's like an MMA fighter and he yeah. was in, he was in Captain America, the winter soldier at the beginning of that film. Mm-hmm. And he did leap around in that. Um, so we, we know he's capable of leaping. I'm just hoping that they, you know, he leaps again sometime soon <laughs> and maybe leaps with this new character, you know, this new guy from the Falcon, maybe we can have a, a, a leap off. That's all I, yeah. I'm Joe not. is really hoping that he shows up when he, if he shows back up, that he has sort of a handlebar mustache. That's, that's what really he, he wants. Yes. yes. <laughs> Comic accurate bot truck, please. <laughs> so that's our action sequence to, uh, to get us going. And then I, I think from there we cut to Sam sort of, um, in his room sort of getting ready for for the ceremony is is that where we we go from there yeah and he's got the shield what do you guys think about uh what we see you know he meets Rhodey, and then we find out what what the plans are with the shield what do you think about sort of that slowdown moment in in the middle of the uh the episode joe do you want to go yeah so um i you know, I think the theme that they're going to, I think we kind of knew it was coming, but it was kind of like the life of these guys post Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and that's obviously a theme that is going to be um, uh, pretty strong with that. I think it's funny. I think a lot of these Marvel movies, you think about it, they're all kind of dealing with like the events that happen of uh, Endgame. It's like, you know, um, you know, Far From Home was about, you know, without Iron Man. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, Vision Scarlet, which is really about, you know, not having Vision. And this one is about, you know, not having Captain America. So I think, uh, you know, the common theme, I think they're doing different. I think it's, I think it's well done. Um, I was kind of curious. I guess they did explain it, but I, 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 Rhodey can walk now. I guess that, 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 that was, was, he has like exoskeleton on his legs. I think they, they referenced that in the, in the movies, right? I guess yeah. it's more he can wear pants now. Yeah, I think when they yeah. showed him in the Avengers, we saw sort of the the robotic legs. I think he just was in full dress blues, so he had uh, some pants to cover up. And I, I will say this: it's, it's funny how again the Marvel budget how they'll, they'll they'll bring a pretty major character or even like actor in for like you know five lines. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know, uh, I think we talked about the they have this giant well they can pull from and all these characters and stuff. And how I think, I think overall Marvel does a pretty good job with that, with, with, yeah. their, with their, their large database of characters. Yeah, I agree. I liked, um, I, one thing I liked about this episode and that scene being sort of a big thing is I liked how uh, it took a moment to give a, a side character uh, some conflict and some real emotional like weight to his choices within the universe all of a sudden and not that like falcon was a one note character in something like winter soldier and civil war but he wasn't a main character right he wasn't black widow or captain america in those films and then afterwards especially when we get to bucky i've i've watched a lot of uh like film criticism of like civil war and winter soldier where they basically break down bucky's character is only like has only been like a plot device in the movies to tell Steve's story and link him to the past and sort of be his conflict. So do you have two characters that are sort of representative or, or were there to represent two sides of Captain America now all of a sudden get to be fleshed out? That's pretty great. And to have a character who I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going with as far as the conflict with with Falcon, I have like, I, I, like, I think that they're kind of be trying to do some more like, you know, uh, 
some sociological issues with with sort of like some sociological, I guess, motivations with with Sam turning down Captain America. So I kind of liked having you have the two black characters, you know, American black American characters having a conversation about legacy and sort of where they fit in with the legacy of the characters in that scene with what what's happening with the shield. So I'm, and we have some signs of things like that showing up in later episodes. So I liked how that sort of set the grounds for maybe a, a discussion of how ethnicity plays in this new universe, right? In this form of America, you know, um, after the blip. So that was really, I, I really liked that. And I liked what they were setting up and you know, um, yeah. yeah. That's a great point. And you think about it going further with that. Uh, Rhodey carries Captain uh, Iron Man's legacy and yeah. then Sam having Captain America's legacy and how they both kind of carry that torch for them in, in some capacity, which I, now that you say that is a really good point. And they, and they both in the comics have assumed the other persons like Sam in the comics actually, you know, took up the shield and was, was, was Captain America for a while. And, and of course, Rhodey in secret wars, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was Iron Man. So like, that's also a really good point is that those two guys, because, Rhodey's got to be dealing with his own issues. He doesn't get to sort of explain it there because he's there to sort of support Sam at the, at the, uh, you know, the, the ceremony where Sam gives up the shield for the museum, but Rhodey's go probably going through the same stuff with, with losing Tony. Yeah. I wonder if that's something that's going to be explored in armor wars. Uh, you know, the, uh, I wonder if, I guess, like if they introduce like Ironheart and stuff like that in that show, if there's going to be a, an exploration of sort of a kind of like, a, I guess this is like a Batman equivalent, but like who wears the cape and cowl, that kind of thing, you know, going forward on on these characters. Um, so I liked it. I love that legacy moment. And I like that they drew attention to that. I love how um, like this is a TV show. So I love how they use like the minimalist sets at times and just use like lighting. So mm -hmm. there's that cool scene where, Falcon and uh, Rhodey are talking and they have like the light up screens around them with like all like the imagery of Captain America and stuff like there's so much cool visual weight to that that conversation so it's not just talking heads it's like there's something cool going on in the background so there's like a cool visual element to this like I guess like metaphorical and like symbolic uh, stuff that's happening so I like that I love the visual language of the show so far. Yeah. So I think the other thing that we get in episode one is, uh, well, there's there's so more development with Sam, but uh, in episode one, um, and I'm, I'm trying to do my best to not let my memories of episode two bleed in episode one, but episode one also, uh, is that where we get sort of the flashbacks for, for Bucky? Yeah. Um, and, and then we find out that he's sort of trying to make amends for some of his sort of activities as the winter soldier um joe what do you think about how we were introduced to how uh bucky is uh dealing with uh the stress or the sort of the mandated um therapy that he has to go through as part of his uh pardon well matt you have a reference before that i'm from new jersey and we always embrace soprano moments <laughs> in any type of TV, tv show so um you know, whether it's a superhero or um, ex-villain sitting down and getting his therapy and working through his problems, that's always that's always uh, preferred, to say, to say the least. Um, yeah, I thought that that was great cast. <laughs> I thought that was great casting when I saw that. Is she um, the therapist in Sopranos? Yeah. That oh my gosh. Oh no, my it's God. not the same. It's not the same actress. Is that the same actor? Oh, I don't okay. Think so. That's Lorraine Bracco. Okay. Is the one in Sopranos? I don't think. I don't think. I say that. I can double check. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it's the same actors. We'll double check on that. Okay. Yeah. I retract. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, I retract okay. my, my statements. Well, we'll, we'll edit that, we'll get, we'll look, edit that you out. You finish your thought. I'll look it up. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what I like about that too, is like, I think we were saying how, not that we didn't give the show enough credit, but like um, we always thought that uh, Vision Scarlet Witch was going to be, you know, in depth and deep, which it was. And that this movie would be all popcorn. And, you know, I think that shows that they want to layer these characters as well. Um, and to Noah's point, they're also fleshing out um, the Winter Soldier, whether mm -hmm. or not, you know, were they going to go forward with him? 
as a major character, giving him some serious uh, character development. So two thumbs up. Yeah, and we see that he's sort of uh, trying to clear up his past in a couple of ways, either sort of, um, you know, we... I think we see the scene where he goes to the uh, the senators that are still sort of taking advantage of, of their connections to Hydra and sort of, you know, makes them turn themselves in. And then he sort of befriended the uh, the the older Asian gentleman because he's he's wronged him by, you know, unfortunately taking out his son while he was on a mission as the Winter Soldier. Um, so we are getting more uh, development of the, you know, the Winter Soldier there. Yeah. yeah and i like um i like the uh the, the the sort of action language with um that flashback like it, there's a lot of like very uh john wick sort of feel to mm -hmm. the, the the action sequence when when winter soldier bursts in and starts uh wrecking house and uh i love that um as just sort of an action fan then i looked up and um Derek kolstad is one of the writers on this and Derek Kolstad is the guy who wrote the original story for John Wick. So there's sort of a cool link there. And uh, the, the, I kind of like how John Wick and a lot of the movies like that have sort of influenced how the, the action is filmed in later episodes too. Um, and, uh, you know, where you can see the action, you can really see like Winter Soldier doing his thing. Like, you know, there's no like shaky cam to hide things or anything like that. Like it's all very in camera and um, more visceral in that way. Um, so I was really happy to see that. And um, yeah, it was good editing too in between like uh, the therapy and uh, him beating up the Senator and stuff like that. That was, that was great. And then also uh, setting up a language between the therapist and him that'll play into the next episode, which is also great. So. Yeah. And yeah, uh... He also uh, he also gets set up sort of on an awkward date. Is that that's still in episode one, right? Yeah. And we I like how they play on the fact because we always feel like Steve is a man out of time, but we always kind of forget that Bucky is also a man out of time as well. I mean, you know, Steve was in the ice, but uh, Bucky was also sort of in the ice while the the Ruskies were, you know, running him around in the Winter Soldier program. Yeah, damn commies. Yeah. <laughs> Reckon our Bucky. So that's that's a lot of episode one, but I think like the 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 cliffhanger we get is uh, actually no. There's a little bit of development when Sam goes to to visit his sister, and we find yeah. out that she has she has problems, uh, you know, financial problems, and they go to the bank. Um, and I really like that um, because. I always like world building sort of elements and the fact that like the bank was like, you don't have any credit and he, you for five years. And he was like, I, I went away in the blip, like just like thinking about stuff like that is like stuff that I really enjoy. But what do you think about the fact that like, you know, he's an Avenger, uh, but he's, he's still got to go to the, to the local bank to, to get a loan. Yeah, I know. I feel as if, I bet you could probably have access to, to some money to, to start to, to, to start a business. <laughs> I, I, I would think that there's some Starbucks somewhere that he somewhere. could get they access that. to. But they address that. They're like, hey, didn't Tony Stark pay you? And he's like, no, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I, I liked I liked that. But I also liked and this is sort of another thing we haven't mentioned yet is that the flag smashers are introduced mm -hmm. through the, the other character. But I like this idea. And at first I was like, oh, that's kind of clumsy. Um, and we'll talk about this when we get into the second episode, but I was like, why are they fighting against the flag smashers when like the flag smashers are there to overturn society? And you understand why after that bank scene, because the infrastructure isn't working with people to try to get them to readjust into society after being blipped back in. Mm -hmm. And that, that whole scene with the bank and his sister losing what's important to them is sort of going to be, there's going to be like, it seems like there's going to be like a lot, it's not going to be as clear as like good versus evil with the flag smashers and Falcon and winter soldier, because the Falcons are being screwed over by the system that the flag smashers are trying to destroy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I really liked that scene. And it kind of made you, it made you, of course, it showed you the stakes of the Falcon, obviously, like what's at stake for him and his life. 
and what matters to him, you know, with his sister and his nephews, but also sort of what's at stake with the world. And that sort of gets expanded on in the next couple episodes too, which is great. Um, yeah, I love that. And I love that. I found myself enjoying that part of the episode the most was the, 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 the him going on the fishing boat and being around his sister and stuff. And um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was That's my opinion, though. It's probably it, wrong. It was. Yeah. And I, I think as much as I love the world building um, uh, elements, it also was really great to see, you know, to have somebody who has the ability to jump out of an airplane, you know, fight, you know, Batrock the Leaper um, and, and do all the stuff that he's still got to go and deal with like everyday, you know, problems, you know, getting alone, getting turned down from the bank. Like it's good character development. Like, you know, he's got his own struggles, so we can kind of relate to him a little bit and, you know, not look at him. I mean, we do look at him in awe that, you know, he's jumping off of a plane and he's doing all of these amazing things, but then we also look and go, oh, I can identify with that. So it's, it's character and it's world building, which is really done really well. It's very Marvel, you know, yeah. it's very, yeah, it's, it's great. And classic Marvel, not just Marvel movies, like classic Marvel comics. Yeah, it's sort of like the, uh, you know, how many Spider-Man comics are the old, you know, bad luck, you know, bad luck Parker, you know, trying to struggle to, to, you know, pay his bills or, you know, get to the, get to his date on time and stuff like that. So yeah, exactly. you're right. That's a lot of classic Marvel. So that's a lot of episode one, but, you know, we, we do get sort of the, the moment of awe at the, at the end where uh, Sam's sister calls him and tells him to, to turn on the TV and he turns on the TV. And that's where we see that the, uh, it looks like the government has a different, different plan for that shield. So Joe, what do you think about uh, what we saw there at the end? Uh, yeah. Again, I thought it was, um, I thought it was well done. I, uh, I am curious, and I didn't see episode three yet. I'm curious to see what they do with the, the character, the the new Captain America, and how that that. Um, I didn't know they were going to do that, so I think having the conflict of like, uh, you know, literally Sam not taking the shield up, turning it down. Well, then now it's, you know, if you do that, we're, we're to pass on to someone else, mm -hmm. which um, you know is great, uh, literally and metaphorically, as far as uh, just. Uh, that, that those, those type of thing would, would go so um i thought it was good um yeah that's it so i did a real brief search that is not obviously joe as you pointed out that's not the same uh actress that was the uh therapist in the sopranos she just sort of looks a lot like her i think that's why there's the uh the confusion it's okay it's, it's a jersey thing i didn't it <laughs> yeah yeah, I I I wanted to, I was gonna bring it off off Mike just because I didn't want to see Matt's heart break on. No, that, no. When Joe when Joe said it was, um, what did you say it was? Uh, Lorraine Rocca was the yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, I was like, obviously, I should have I should have known that. So, um, so that's where we end with with two with the sort of the reveal that uh, the government's got different plans for the shield and and cap, um, and then when we go to two, I think two starts up pretty much. Um, with the the same character where he's sort of back at high school his at his high school going through his old sort of glory days and then he sort of has like that um you know uh today show like interview where we get to know a little bit more about him and they through him talking we get to see sort of why he has this some of the skills to sort of take over as captain america so what do you think about uh, how we started off with with episode two, the the Star Spangled Man. Uh, Joe, do you want to lead us off again? Yeah, I you know, I, though it says Marvel does a great job kind of setting it up. Um, you know, I think they're doing they can develop a character in um, pretty well in a short period of time, which I think they they did that in whatever it was fifteen minutes. Um, amongst I do have a question, and maybe the level three. This guy has no superpowers, correct? Is that we're led to believe that? He has no superpowers. He's just sort of like an elite, and an elite, uh, like normie. Green Beret that a like normal person tests right. like like tests the you know the top one percent of the one percent of Green Berets. Okay. Yeah, I I liked it, and I liked um, 
I like how they've, I, I don't know much about U.S. agent, but that's this character's U.S. agent. Like they, they're, they're not calling him U.S. agent. They're calling him Captain America, but his costume is like the U.S. agent mm-hmm. costume. And I know uh, what's his name? Walker is like U.S. agent who isn't he a villain in the comics or is he like an anti-hero? He's, he's a bit of a, he's like from my reading, he's a bit of like a, and he's a bit of like an arrogant dick, like, and like they're they're sort of leaning into this a little bit yeah um and i think the like i know the actor is getting a lot of like flack online but like i think he's doing a really good job of sort of being confident but not being confident at the same time like he's he's got doubts but he's also like a very capable like soldier um so why is he getting flack he's doing great Uh, i don't know it's just it's just fanboy nonsense online they want the they want the the Snyder cut of this episode, I guess <laughs> now too, don't they? So, but uh, I like I episode two is a very John Walker like centric episode, which is which is great. Um, and then we get uh, you know then we sort of get like all four of our sort of guys. Uh, you know, on the track of the the flag smashers, we get we get Sam and Bucky, and we get John Walker, and we get Battlestar, um, sort yeah. of all working together. And I really enjoyed that sort of interaction. Um, but Joe, what do you think about the fact when sort of our 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 two teams came together, sort of your main guy and and your sidekick, like sort of having that interaction on the truck and and talking things through? Um, I like the scene. I, you know, again, U.S. agent, um, you know, I'm an old, I'm old man comic. So he's, he's, he's newer to me as is uh, his, his uh, side, I guess his sidekick, um, Battlestar, mm-hmm. the guy's name. So they were newer to me. I had to do some Googling and look them up. Thought it was well done. I did have a thought that I want to bounce off you guys um, after that fight. And it kind of dawned on me was that aside from super strength, there's really no other superpowers involved. And this is borderline like Mar- sort of as Marvel street level heroes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not to compare totally to the Defenders, everything else, but uh, not that I mind it because that's a good old fashioned show. But, you know, besides that, like it's just good old fashioned hand to hand combat, throwing some super strength. Yeah. I mean, I guess Bucky is sort of the strongest with the, uh, the bionic arm. But besides that, they're just all sort of like elite soldiers. Yeah, I like how that action scene plays out and it sort of is a nice character development for all the characters. It shows mm-hmm. that Bucky and Sam want to be around each other but still don't know how to tell like be be the like team that they need to be. And um so like they like it's so Winter Soldier's strength is only as good as if he's having support from Sam and Sam's fighting is only as good as he's getting support from Bucky. Uh, and then they both fail at supporting each other. So they both end up being out of the fight early. And then, like you said, the two normies are no match for the super soldiers so that they, they hold their own for a bit, but then eventually get their, their asses handed to them. And uh, I really like how the action sort of showed it that rather than told us that. And then of course you have a lot of talking afterwards, which is, I don't know, like I, I kind of feel like there's a, a lot of uh, filler with the dialogue, like there's a lot of that, like, oh, who's going to talk first? Are you going to talk first? That kind of thing. And it's like, oh, I'm going to repeat what you just said in a very condescending way, that kind of thing and stuff like that. And it's sometimes it feels like, okay, you guys just need to fill time here with some of the banter. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, I'm like, okay, we can just get to the point or something like that and move along to the next scene or something like that. But uh, other than that, I love that action sequence uh, a lot. And um I like how it sets up. Um, uh, I can't remember her name, but the main flag smasher. Um, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on her name. They, yeah. they say her in the and actually in episode three they say her name a lot, a lot. They more. do, and all, all I know her is as Enfys Nest from yeah. uh, from Han Solo. Um, so, um, <laughs> uh, so I'll just call her Enfys Nest from here on out. Um, yeah. So. I have a question about Bucky and his jacket. 
what's what's the deal with his jacket like he he rips the sleeve like he rips the sleeve off and it's just perfectly like tailored and like it's yeah. the robotic <laughs> arm just pops out like i'm like i thought you didn't want people to know that you know like he just rips the sleeve off and jumps out of the plane magic so, yeah yeah that scene was pretty great him jumping out of the plane uh very like again it's sort of an homage to cap jumping out yeah. without a parachute but him failing at it which is great um I, yeah. I think you brought up a good point that between the two of them, they're, they're definitely going for a little bit of like buddy cop uh, dynamic, like from yeah. uh, lethal weaponish, so to say, of like how they play off each other and they they respect each other but don't like each other at the same time. Um, which I, I think I actually was going to mention that, and you kind of hit on that. That that uh, Falcon Falcon's getting too old for this shit, but Bucky <laughs> is too old for this shit. That's the that's that's that should be the log line. And, 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 and Bucky's crazy, yeah. but he means well. He means well, yeah. Bucky's like Bucky's trying to blow his brains out all the time. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you would be crazy too if the uh, if the Ruskies kept uh, freezing you and bringing you out for missions all the time. <laughs> true, it's true. Yeah, I um, I, I, do you want to like? Do you have any more to say about that action scene, or do you want to talk about their like therapy session next? Uh, their like uh, couples therapy, um, session, which happens next. Um. Well, I think we got to cover what gets them to the the therapy session. Uh, oh, yeah. Before we get that, like, uh, so sort of like the middle of the episode is uh, Bucky telling Sam that he doesn't really know you know, all the ins and outs of, uh, you know, the, the super soldier program. And that's where they go to Baltimore. Oh yeah. And they knock on the door of, um, Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah Bradley, um, who was tested upon, um, by the government. Um, so this is sort of Bucky showing Sam sort of in a way like why he, i feel like he's saying like this is these this is one of the reasons why you should have kept the shield um but you know isaiah has obvious reasons that he doesn't want them there you know he's he's got a lot of the process but what do you think about this sort of revelation that we got in the middle of the episode uh joe we'll let you go first yeah so definitely there um i think we discussed how they the the, the social overtones that the show's going to touch on that obviously prevalent in today's society and you know i think marvel's gonna you know marvel's always been ahead of the curve on that actually but they're gonna um address that as well and i think they're kind of touching on that um again i i i the the aside from that i'm curious to see um i was a little confused as to just what that how that relates to what's going on with the with the flags the flag smashers and everything else um but again I don't want to get ahead of myself because sometimes they can, they can bring it back. Um, but, uh, you know, over, overall, I, you know, I think, um, I, again, the scene was well done, um, you know, setting the tone for, for uh, some of some future stuff, but uh, you know, that, that's my main thought on that. Yeah. I like how it, um, I'm, I, last year I, uh, Chris Barkham who has been on this podcast a lot, loaned me a lot of Ed Brubaker's, um, run on captain america and the and the previous captain america's play a lot into that his arc you know so like isaiah bradley plays a part in it uh the nomad original nomad character like plays a part in it and stuff like that and um i I thought that was cool and it kind of excites me for that because like in those books they show how uh those characters are kind of like mentally like scarred from their experiences, like in the, in the serum and stuff like that. So I think that's sort of how it'll play into the flag smashers is sort of how, again, but it also sort of um, Isaiah Bradley is, is an illustration of how the system like is like responsible for like disenfranchising this guy basically. Mm-hmm. And then in turn disenfranchising a lot of other people. So like minorities, the people from the blip, that kind of stuff. Like, so it's going to play into this conflict of like, Sam and Bucky are eventually going to have to confront the flag smashers and be like, do we want to stop these guys? Because like, look what this system did to like Isaiah Bradley, you know, look, look what this like. And then we know from winter soldier that the system that like wrecked Bucky is the same system that was like 
working with Sam at one point, you know, it was like, it was shield, right. It was all one, you know, that kind of thing. Like it was all bad. Um, so I really liked that part. And, um, and I also just, because also like anything that sort of plays into something that Brubaker would have written because pulling from Brubaker is sort of like the smart thing to do when you're writing captain America. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, like he's the one who like redefined the character, um, you know, in the, in, in recent years, no one's really, like, and he's like, I mean, as far as like iconic runs outside of like Kirby and Lee, it's Brubaker basically, you know. Um, I guess that's yeah. kind of where, where I was confused then. Cause I think I was under the impression that Isaiah Bradley was just a, a, a result of the old super soldier, super soldier program. But then like they went to him cause he might've had Intel as to the flag smashers. And I just don't see how that added up, I guess was, was part of my confusion. I think so. I think there was that. And then I also think, uh, I think uh, when you watch episode three, some of it makes sense. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Right, Matt. Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's a good point that Joe brought up because, but like, like and Bucky doesn't really explain it, but like, is Bucky going there because he wants to make sure that one is it, is, is it, is it, two things is does he want to show sam why it was it could have been important for him to keep the shield and was he also checking mm. to make sure that isaiah bradley was still there and that somebody yeah. wasn't trying to like extract his blood for the the this because they just encountered super soldiers so if steve's off the board in the past with peggy like maybe bucky thought like this is my second most probable person to be sort of tested upon to sort of take so like was Bucky doing two things there was he yeah showing Sam something and was he checking up on Isaiah Bradley and then third I think what they're doing is have we had a young Avengers show announced no we haven't no because the grandson is one of the young Avengers Wiccan and Speed are young Avengers Kate Bishop Hawkeye is a young Avenger. So are they doing more setup for possible other things? Possibly. Yes. Yeah. This could be a a young Avengers lineup. We've had, yeah, you're right. Cause we've had like, yeah, four now. Yeah. That makes sense. And what you said, Matt makes a lot of sense too, with Isaiah Bradley, that, that, that like, and that's something I like about this show is that it is very procedural in that way. Kind of like lethal weapon, you know? And uh, so it makes sense that they would track down that suspect. So it's a good point. And so before we get to the therapy scene, uh, you know, we get another sort of dramatic moment when they come out of the house and the police show up um, and, you know, they get out of the car and they're sort of, um, you know, they're giving Sam a hard time and Sam is, is frustrated and he's giving them a hard time back and it gets really tense and we're like, what's what's going to happen here and it's certainly you know in the world that we live in and the stuff that we've seen on the news it's a very tense moment um but then those guys realize who he is um and the sort of the 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 tension de-escalates for a bit before bucky gets arrested because bucky has missed his his therapy session so what do you guys think about what what we saw there before we get to you know, Bucky getting locked up and then, and then, you know, what we see towards the end. What do you think about that, that scene with the police? Joe, we'll let you go first. Yeah. So I think, um, I think that they did good mirror imaging of, they talked about, um, I, I think they really alluded to the fact that there was, there was a uh, African-American super soldier. Um, and then right afterwards, uh, you know, and, and why is that different? And, you know, I think they're looting at, you know, where's, where's his fanfare and everything else, you know, why was he treated different? And then, you know, an analogy of that things haven't changed. Obviously they're giving um, Sam a hard, a hard time um, uh, and not, and not Bucky and say that like this person, you know, the same thing that's happened to this person or reason why this was kept a secret. This is why this is happening. So, um, you know, trying try to tell a story and send a message. And, you know, it was well done as far as, as far as that goes. Yeah. No, no. What are your thoughts there? Uh, I'm kind of conflicted on that scene because I think that there's kind of a weird tonal shift 
once they realize who Falcon is and it kind of like changes like to like a more lighthearted tone, That's true. which I don't really like, you know, especially with, like you said, what, what's happened last year. Like if you're going to draw allusions to real world stuff like that, I think it should maybe be taken a little more seriously. Um, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. I don't know yeah. if that's, that's, and I, I, but I do like that. Like what Joe said, I really like that. Yeah. Like why I like that his aunt, that, that Falcon asks a question, like, why didn't we know about a black super soldier? And then the police show up and it's like, that's why, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, that's, it's, it's something where it's like, that's uh so I'm, I'm really like, that's the thing too, is that like, I, I really hope that they actually say something with this stuff. Like, I think that's what would make this, that tonal shift worth it in the end is like, say something about what's going on with these characters don't just make it like a little passing note like really land that's why i'm like i'm like it could either like really suck if this isn't resolved that kind of thing like if they don't really draw some good comparisons to like you know uh why it's a struggle for why like maybe falcon's racial identity is 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 part of the struggle of why he feels like he can't be captain america you know, and I, I just sort of wish, I just really hope that they say something good, you mm-hmm. know, and not just, not just address something and then not bring it back to really say something. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like if like, it's like if the Watchmen show, I'm sorry, Joe, if you haven't seen it, but it's like if the Watchmen show brought up the Tulsa massacre at the beginning and that's all that it was, was just an origin story for one character and they never played upon why it was important to show that over and over again and, you know, make it a part of the story. Um, so that's all I'm hoping for is just something that says something and not just, isn't just like, we just feel like we have to reference this and we're just going to move on, you know? Um, so I, I doubt that's how it'll be, but, you know, I'm holding out just sort of like, I'm being a little more hesitant to be like, Oh, that's brilliant. You know? Um, no, no, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. And certainly, you know, we have some more episodes to sort of hopefully flush that out. It's just sort of like, it was just the, we went from tense moment to tense moment, but then as we've alluded to, we sort of get a more lighthearted moment um, after this where Bucky's locked up and um, you know, he's granted, he's granted bail because John Walker comes in and pulls some strings, um, but they, they can't leave until um, the he has Bucky has his mandated sort of therapy session, and then we get a lot of character development. Um, Joe, what do you think about this moment where the two two guys have to sit down and sort of talk out their issues? It was okay. Um, I I wonder. Uh you know, how, how much they're going to um, use this as a uh, story, a story arc for the uh, was six episodes of this one. Get this right. Yeah. This, one, this one's six, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait uh, a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we both saw six. No, we both saw six we for one division. IMDB saw... lied. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. I, again, um, uh, you know, nothing, nothing to, uh, to earth shattering as far as it went, I think it kind of more um, emphasizing what they're trying to, the, you know, the, the strike between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I do think it brought up a point that Noah alluded to, said earlier that like um, the only common ground these two have are the legacy of Captain America. So the only time they were united, even when they got mad at um, U.S. agent and Battlestar was when they united in their dislike of them because they're an insult to Captain America's legacy. And that's really the only thing that 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 kind of that kind of drives them, and at the same time, trying to uh, have their own individual individuality beyond that is part of what this show's about. Yeah, I, I my I got, I kind of got annoyed at how goofy that scene with the therapist was. Again, it was that banter that I was just like, okay, all right, all right, like that kind of thing. We get it. You guys don't like each other. That kind of thing. It just sort of seemed to ramble for a moment. But then when the actual good, like dramatic dialogue started happening, I was like, okay, I can get into this. And Bucky has that line about why he's upset with Sam about giving up the shield. And he's like, if you think Steve was wrong about you, I'm afraid that means he was wrong about me, you know? And that hit home where I was like, okay, that's good 
writing right there. That's that's making me relate to this character, makes me understand him so much more. And then seeing Sam's reaction off of that is like, oh, maybe that's what Sam thinks about himself too. So you're right. Yeah, building off of what Joe's what Joe said. Yeah, it's it's Cap's legacy. It's Cap's. It's it's all about Cap. You know what they think Cap thinks of both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, then also on top of that, hopefully again, like some socio uh, socioeconomic sort of thoughts along with it too. Like, is it what Captain America thinks of them? Is it what Steve thinks of them? That kind of thing. You know, it's uh, yeah. That, but what did you think, Matt? Yeah, you made some good points. Um, I thought, again, they sort of slowed us down for, for character development to make us care about these guys. Obviously, no, we, we, we know at this point that there's this friction between the two of them and they're not getting along. And there's this sort of, the, the, the shield is sort of hanging over both of them and, 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 and Cap is hanging over both of them. So I, I, I thought it was well. And what you pointed out is like, it was a little was a little clunky it was a little back and forth like barbs at each other just for sort of like comedic effect and just to sort of make us chuckle for a bit but then sort of the resolution at the end sort of hits to the hits to the point um but i did realize we forgot we forgot about the big three where oh yeah the big three the big three joe you remember what the big three are right uh yeah so it was like uh alien sorcerer right or i was a, a Machine. Aliens, oh. robots, sorcerers. Yeah. Aliens, robots, sorcerers. It's it's got to be yeah. one of the big three. So, um, so okay. So, um, and then there are three rules, right? Three rules for Bucky. It's like, or how many rules is it for Bucky and his therapist? Is it five rules, maybe? Like, I think so, but I think like three of them are almost like the 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 the. Isomorph like rules for robotics. Yeah, like... it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so that's where we are with that. And I'm trying to think what is. And, and I'm drawing a blank here. So help me out. What is the sort of the the cliffhanger that they get us at the they give us at the end of two? Oh, they say that they have to go get Zemo, right? Yeah, yeah. They, Zemo's in the in the cell, right? Yeah, yeah, because Zemo would know if Hydra created more super soldiers than winter soldier yeah yeah so and we see zemo sitting in his cell uh so that's where we end with two so i feel like we've done a we've done a pretty good review um so let's uh let's do you want to try to do predictions based off of the uh the first two episodes what we might see Um, yeah you go ahead joe yeah okay so um trying to Trying to reel it in. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have any. I guess because I know every, episode three sitting out there right now. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's going to be, um, you know, some sort of um, I, 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 I think I could. No, I can still know what Noah said. I think there's gonna be a little bit more. There's gonna be like, there's a hidden villain somewhere that, that we don't know if it's all about the uh, just gonna be just just the flag smashers and everything else. So I'm trying to say that there's 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 a big loop coming this way that's gonna kind of uh, um, buck the trend to where this is going as far as like the main antagonist, I guess. So Joe, you're saying Mephisto is gonna show up? <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before. <laughs> Um, Everyone's saying it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go next. I uh, not so much a, a, a villain reveal. I just feel that we are we're making so many allusions to Sam and not taking the shield. I feel like he's going to take the shield at the end of the the sixth episode, and that he'll take the moniker of Captain America um, going forward for it for for some period of time until. Steve comes back. I'll do you one better. Okay. I think they're both going to be Captain America by the end of the move, the show. I think Bucky's going to be Captain America. I think Sam's going to be Captain America. I think uh, Isaiah's going to be Captain America. And I think his grandson's going to be Captain America. It's just going to be a bunch of Captain Americas at the end of this show. 
that's my wild <laughs> prediction for this episode. And I think the Red Skull's coming back or or Strucker. Those are that two of those guys are going to be the main villains because Strucker was very underused in in uh, in in Age of Ultron. So I'm like, they got to bring Strucker back. Um, But at the same time, I think they need to bring like a really racist villain in, which means that they got to bring Red Skull in. So it's like bring you you don't want the racist. You don't want the hate. You don't want the hate monger to show up. No, because he's not. He's not around, and he's no one cares about your stupid hate monger. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want, I want Red Skull in a KKK outfit riding in at the end against uh, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then them really hand it to him. Well, the Red Skull isn't he on? Um, isn't he where the? Uh... The soul stone is or where you no, go right. to get the soul stone so yeah maybe not then maybe no i don't know it'd be great though wouldn't it do you um, want you, you would you would you rather have the hate monger or would you rather have modok show up oh modok oh yeah let's have modok <laughs> show up yeah i want flaming racist modok yeah <laughs> there we go so Awesome. Well, uh, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts on episode one and two before we, we close up? Nope. I'm good nope. here. Nope. Joe, yeah, you're, you're, you're enjoying the show? I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. All right. Must awesome. see TV. Nice. I, I agree with you. And uh, Noah, no, no final thoughts? I think my final thought will be, and I'll say this right now, I, I kind of wish this show was more... Uh, a binge show than a weekly show. I kind of don't, I think maybe I just got used to after like the Mandalorian and WandaVision to have that nice episodic sense of like, you know, each episode has a beginning, middle and end. Whereas I don't feel that much with this show, um, but I still like it. I'm still there every week, but I just mm-hmm. wish it was a little more episodic and um, even like a long form story. I wish it, each episode had a bit of more of a structure to it. Um, but it'll be it'll be a good show, I think, for people who are waiting till the end of it just to binge it. So I think uh, I think if I could recommend that to anyone, that's what I would recommend. Nice. Well, I think you're going to get to dissect a uh, long form uh, storytelling uh, coming up here pretty soon. So yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at Construct Compod, Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe be nice and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.